Hello everyone and welcome back to Sophie and Issa Unfiltered. Today we have one of our biggest guests yet, entertainment correspondent and producer for Sweetie High, Sienna Leone. We can't wait for you guys to listen, so let's get on with the interview. Hi, Sophie. Hi. I'm Sienna Leone. Nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Oh my gosh, you look so cute. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I love it. Yay, where are you calling in from? So I'm actually in like at school right now. Like oh, nice. <laughs> this is during school. So I don't have a seventh hour and it was well, perfect. Lovely. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for reaching out. Yeah, of course. I started following you, let's see, like six months ago and immediately I was like you know what we need to have her on I really just look up to you and I was like oh man I maybe it was on TikTok I don't know I saw one of your interviews and I was like I want to be her when I grow up (laughs) that's so sweet are you studying journalism and all that yeah so I'm in high school we have a I'm in broadcast and then your book yes I'm a senior in high school (laughs) you are in high school yes that is crazy (laughs) Oh my God. How old are you? So 18, I'm 19? 17. I'm 17. <laughs> That's shocking to me. Wow. Okay. How old did you That's think crazy. I was? I thought like 22, 23. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, okay. Awesome. Well, you're on a great path already. That's crazy. Yes. Have you been on podcasts before? I uh, just filmed a podcast maybe two weeks ago for someone in Germany. So oh, wow. I did that. I've been on podcasts, yeah. but like recently, the most recent one was two weeks ago. Do you like being interviewed or you obviously probably like interviewing better? <laughs> It's, it's weird. Like, you know, I was telling my girlfriends the other day and they were like, wait, you were getting interviewed. And I was like, it's so interesting. Cause yeah, I mean, that's my livelihood of interviewing people, but it's yeah. nice sometimes to be in the other side of it, be in the hot seat. Yeah, so I like sure. it. I like it. I'm not, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right in. I cool. have to know what or who led you to your love for the entertainment industry and everything that you're involved in now? Yeah, I think, you know, growing up, I grew up in a fashion family in Canada. So it was my grandparents owned one of the largest family-owned boutiques in Canada. So we had the rights to like Dior, Prada, uh, Versace. So through that, my, my dad actually had a lot of friends in the industry. And I think like just through that and my mom always loved like watching ET or E-Talk mm-hmm. in Canada and growing up with all of that I was like you know what I love this industry and I used to child act and I didn't per se love it to be honest I didn't I loved being on camera I just didn't like taking on this like different persona so growing up you know with that my my dad would take me to award shows like if we were in the states we would go to like the billboard awards or kids choice awards and I was like this is so cool (laughs) and then as I grew up like I think I was 10 years old and my grandfather like was my everything he was like you know what I could so see Sienna being like the next Savannah Guthrie and Mm -hmm. Savannah Guthrie is a host you know I'm sure you're familiar she is such a huge inspiration so I think that put it in my head at such a young age at 10 I was like you know what if I have this love for the entertainment industry but I kind of want to step out of the fashion world and make my own name for myself I was like why not be like an on-camera entertainment host so 
I knew I wanted to do this, like I said, at such a young age, just from like, you know, my grandfather, you know, my dad kind of putting me in these situations and my mom, like loving all things and anything like award shows to pop culture. So I think like those three were like the biggest like people in my life of like, oh, I should do this. I'll be good at this and let's see where this goes. So that's where I kind of like paved my my roots. So like in school, I studied broadcast journalism with a minor in fashion. And then I, when I got to like senior year in college, I was like, and funny enough, I actually ended up going to the same journalism school as Savannah Guthrie. So like my grandfather passed away my senior, uh, my freshman year of college. And like, it's just like really crazy how everything is so full circle now. Like went to the same journalism school as Savannah Guthrie that my grandfather always was like, you know what, she's going to. Like, I want her to be, like, a Savannah Guthrie. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my mom watching ET Canada and E-Talk growing up and, like, having conversations with those people and those hosts. Like, everything is so full circle now. Full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, you said you went to the University of Arizona. I am currently on my college hunt, I guess, trying to see where I'll end up next year. And I do want to study broadcast journalism. So take me through like your college life. How was that for you? Um, yeah. How was your experience at the University of Arizona? It's so funny because some people sometimes like look at my job and they're like, you have, which I have the best job in the world. And I'm so blessed and grateful. Like, I don't think I do well at like a nine to five, just typical desk yeah. job. So the fact that like my job is like, You know, it's easier to look on like social media and be like, wow, your job is waking up at 6 a.m. and being in glam and then going to these (laughs) award shows and like talking to celebrities like this sounds like the best job ever. And like that is a huge part of my my job. But like there's so much that happens in the in the behind the scenes. And I think like I worked my butt off in university to get here. You know what I mean? And I'm still like, I have such a long ways to go. But in university, it was very like, there was no glamour to this. So like growing, like in university, teaching and being taught this craft, like it really is a craft. Like you have to work on your voice. You have to put packages together. You have to edit. You have to be the one carrying your equipment around town. Like, It's so funny, like, you know, some of my, like, sorority sisters would be helping me or, like, driving up to Scottsdale with me to meet people at, like, random Starbucks and, like, people I DM'd and, like, hey, I'm working on this story. I know you have, like, chronic migraines. Can we meet up in Arizona? So, like, there I am with my little backpack, my tripod. Like, it wasn't all glitz and glam, and I think, like, even to this day, there's so much behind the scenes of it that like, it is such tough work and you Mm -hmm. have to really learn the craft. Like I said, like, it is such a craft that like, not everyone's going to be good at it. Everyone's like, Oh, I could do it. It's like, okay, good luck producing a show. Good luck, like writing your own questions. Like, until you're at the top top, it's a lot of like, really tough behind the scenes. And I'm really thankful, like, University of Arizona as you, you said, looking into schools, ASU has a great journalism school, but I'm U of A's journalism there, yeah. <laughs> amazing. You should yeah. definitely be applying there. U of A's journalism school is like one of the best. So 
I'm just so blessed because I really learned a lot. And honestly, like living out here in Los Angeles, like there are so many of us from the U of A, like alumni, like, you know, the, the host or editorial host at People Magazine, she's a U of A alumni. Like one of the editorial that lives out here for ET Canada was alumni from U of A. So like it is truly, I'm so lucky I went there and like, it's helped me in my career. It's helped me with my friends here. Like everything that I've worked towards, like coming from having that background of being at the U of A journalism school has helped me significantly. Like it's so, it's so cool. Did you know Brooke, am I saying her name? Brooke Schofield? Is it Schofield? Brooke Schofield. Brooke yeah. Schofield. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you meet her at, at U of A? Yeah, we were oh, in the awesome. same sorority. So okay, like Brooke yeah. and I were in the exact same sorority. We were both alpha phi, different friend groups, but um, always friends. And then we, when yeah. we came out here, we just like were best friends. Yeah. She's awesome. It's, yeah. it's so cool. Like, honestly, like, you know, like my friend group, like I have Kendall Visser, who's a big time model out here. I have she was a sorority sister. I have Brookie and like Brooks killed it with yeah. her and Tana. Like it's so cool to see. And then I have my girlfriend, my one of my best friends, Rachel Bodie, and she's the right hand to Maeve Riley. And like yeah. we're all from the U of A. So everyone's like, awesome. how do you know these people? I'm like, literally, we all we all came from the same place and yeah. to see like all these different success stories, it's so it's so cool. It makes me so proud. Like I'm genuinely so proud of my friends. Like it, I love to like boast about my friends because they're literally the coolest people ever. And yeah, we're all you there. Yeah. So you were living in Canada. What, like, how did you know that you wanted to go to a college in the U S or did you know right away? Yeah. So I think like, you know, my mom is from Arizona. She okay. went to ASU and I like born and raised in Canada. I went to boarding school for my freshman year, grade nine in Minnesota at a boarding school. How was that? Crazy. <laughs> it was like the best experience ever. My brother played semi-pro hockey growing up. So he left the house in sixth grade. So he like, I technically kind of grew up as like an only child because Luca was gone for so long. Yeah. And then I had a learning disability. I still have a learning disability I in math. And like, I was struggling in eighth grade. I went to public school in Vancouver and my parents were like, for your education, why don't you like go to school, go to boarding school? Well, you and your brother will be together finally. And I was like, okay, kind of like, let's see it. So went for a year. It was so much fun. I was like, the girly girl of the school it was like a hockey soccer school and then I come in yeah. like sparkles and pink my brother it was the worst year of his life oh, he was man. like Sienna, go home but <laughs> ideally I went for a better education and then my brother got drafted to play hockey in Vancouver like back in Canada so when he got drafted my parents were like I was like 14 so my parents were like 13 or 14 Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, my parents were like, this is, you're way too young to be there fully alone. So go to a different boarding school. That's closer. Like it was like a two hour ferry ride, like a boat ride away or like a 30 minute seaplane. So it was a good in between, like, you know, like I learned a lot. I had like school on Saturdays. Like we had like 
check in every night at 9 p.m. Like it was super strict, but like it was either one of those situations where it's like you absolutely hate it. You call it quits. You pack up your bags and leave or like I'm going to make the most of this. And like I became like the president of my school. I loved it. I really loved it because I had the best of both worlds. Like I went away for school, had the best time, made the most of it got a better education, I'd say, like, I loved going to boarding school. But then like, my deal with my parents were like, I still had a really big social life at home. So like, I went to all these grads and proms at home. And like, I didn't miss out on much. So it was seriously the best of both worlds. I like, missed out on the drama with my friends at home. You guys deal with it. (laughs) I'm gonna go back to school. I'll come in for the fun thing. So it was fun. But I feel like it really like I'm 25. And you know, a lot of people in this industry, like a, you know, I talked to some of the hosts at E! News or ET, like we'll be right next to each other on a carpet and they're like, how old are you again? And I'm like, 24, 23. Cause I got in this industry at 21. Like I'm wow. young for my grade because of cutoff. So everyone like, you know, and people next to me are like 34, 35. Yeah. And they're like the fact that like, you know, I, had a really like unusual you don't get into this industry that young like mm-hmm. or you know like that's a, going on the like talking about these hosts like they'd be like schema like the fact that you're 25 you're or 23 you're so mature and like I really I had to grow up so fast because of boarding school right yeah. like I didn't have my mom to tell you what to do yeah or like cleaning up my room it's like no like you're getting like checked every day if your trash is taken out and your bed's made by 8 30 like I can genuinely say like it it allowed me to grow up but I'm so grateful for that because it's helped me so much and like you know a bunch of these hosts are like gosh like you're so lucky that at 21 I got into this this world because a lot of these people like e-news for example one of their hosts like they got her like from Milwaukee I think she was doing like hard-hitting news and then Mm -hmm. had like an entertainment website on the side and e-news picked her up by that so it's like I ditched all like you know I was like okay I just kind of it was such a blessing and I don't take it for granted you know where it just kind of happened so perfectly you did you move to LA right after college yeah so basically it was like it was kind of like um like fake it till you make it situation like I would it was like we graduated in May like around April I like believed it I was like I'm moving to LA I'm gonna work in the entertainment industry and everyone was like that's awesome like getting their jobs signing their like contracts for the next step I had nothing like that my parents would hear me and they'd be like I have the best most supportive parents ever I'm so lucky but they'd be like that's great you think that but like we're not supporting yeah, you. Like, like who's who's funding this? Like, yeah, exactly. They're like, who's funding your fun <laughs> idea? And I was like, I have no idea. But if I don't like, I'm very like, I set goals. And if I don't make like, I'm very hard on myself yes, in that regard, same. pro and con, like, you know, so For sure. I was like, you know what? I don't know, I'm gonna figure it out. And that summer, I was still like, I'm, I'm going to LA, like, July, August, I'll be there. June came around. I took a job as an executive assistant. I have no idea what I'm doing. Given also like coming from boarding school, yeah, you don't have your parents, but like you do have other pros in the sense that you're not alone. So like 
you know, booking flights, booking hotels, booking cars, this, that, helping out at houses. Like it was such a whole new like world to me. So I took that job just to get me out to LA. Like I was like, it's money in my pocket. Like my parents can't say no because it's, it's a job. And in that time, it was like, it was perfect because I I lasted two months as an executive assistant. But (laughs) in those two months, I was hitting up my now boss, like, hi, like, I'm Sienna Leone, I'm gonna be like, moving to LA. I'm here's my packages. This is what I do at school. I would love to do this as a job one day. And like, I would just hit her, hit her, hit her on Mm -hmm. email, hit her on LinkedIn. To the point I was like, okay, she may block me at this point, (laughs) but at least you could see I'm persistent. People who are listening and aren't familiar with your now job at Sweetie High, could you explain what your role is there? Yeah, so I am their solely like single on-camera host, producer, and talent booker. So every award show or every celebrity interview you see, like, that's me booking it for our company. So I wear a lot of hats at school, but or at school, <laughs> I wear a lot of hats at work. But you know, like, I came in, like I said, like, just by and Sophia never give up. Like, that is the sole job to this day. My boss when we're out, she's like, Oh, Sienna hit me up a million times. But that's why we gave her the job. That's why we took the chance on her. Like, they had three hosts at the time. So when she emailed me, she was like, Hi, Sienna. I I was sitting at this desk miserable. I was like, oh my God, am I not going to make my dreams happen for myself? And then randomly she hit me up on email and was like, hi, Sienna, like, have you moved to LA yet? They brought me in for three interviews. They brought me in as a social media intern. So I was like replying to comments. I was reaching out to people on Instagram, doing fan engagement or going with the host to these carpets and doing like, BTS or like when celebrities were to come into the studio, I was doing the BTS. So I was like, you got to start somewhere. It was my foot Mm -hmm. in the door. And then within three months of doing that, they finally gave me a shot of like testing something out on like around Halloween uh, with one of the hosts, like being her co-host to a segment. And it went so smoothly. Then the pandemic hit like a few months after that. And I remember getting a call and one of the hosts moved to New York, so she was done. So then we were down to two hosts, and I get a call. I had moved back to Vancouver, Canada for six months during the pandemic, and they were like, we're going to take a shot on you. We're actually going to just move forward with you just being the only host. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And listen, I am so grateful for what the host previous to me taught me and we're still good friends to this day but like I was like oh my god like this is my chance this is my opportunity and God's plan I really believe that and literally I hit four years October 2nd doing this at Sweetie High in a few few days so it's crazy and I'm still their only host thank you and yeah we've had the most insane 2022-2023 year like Golden Globes, Grammys, Critics' Choice Awards. I interviewed George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Oh, you bet. Yeah, I've seen that. It's crazy. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> Jessica Chastain, Kristen Bell, like Steve Carell. It has just been such a pinch me moment. VMAs I just did. Everyone's like, what's your favorite part? I'm like, can I say the last year and a half? Like yeah. it's been so pinch me and it's like, 
it's really this industry and this job is like what you, the hard work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you think George Clooney and Julia Roberts publicists are knocking at my email. It's like, no, it's me doing that outreach being like, Hey, ticket to paradise is coming out. Is there room for me on the carpet? And like over time you build those connections and network like with those large networks or with those large publicists. So then that's, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, hi, Sienna, ticket to paradise. Yeah. We have a spot for you. Like it is, you're just always fighting. You're always fighting, always fighting. Right. So it's like, I can have a great year. And then, you know, I still get no's sometimes where I'm like, Oh my God. That's frustrating. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But it's all part of the game. Do you reach out to, let's say like the VMAs or do you have to reach out? Who do you reach out to, to like land these interviews? Yeah. So again, like it's just from, it depends on if I have a connection with them or not. So like, you know, like when it's like Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio talking about season three of the D'Amelio show, given I've interviewed them in the past, I know like on carpets or about their show before the previous season. So it's like, I'll hit their people. I'll know who to hit up or, you know, like, For example, like the VMAs, I got connected with a PR firm that put on the VMAs and they reached out to me and they were like, hey, here's a credential application. Can you reach out? So then it's like, I know sometimes when I get reached out, I know I'm like confirmed because I'm like, okay, like if they come to me or like, you know, for the Grammys, they came to me for the Golden Globes. I got the application sent to me, but you know, like. I don't know, like my Shania Twain interview, like I'll just sometimes still cold, cold call some publicists and some people still aren't familiar with us. So I'll just kind of do a pitch and then we work it out from there. But I, for being in this industry for four years, like I, for the most part, usually have a good idea of like who to reach out to, or like I have that relationship with those publicists or, you know, management, et cetera. But Sometimes I don't. It's really case by case, you know, like CMT awards I just applied for. And it was like I had just gotten like an email like CMT awards are happening here. So it was like, hey, so and so I'd love to apply. And then that's when I get the credential application sent Mm -hmm. to me. A lot of your job is about connections. Would like, is that like just the main thing? Like just building all those little connections with everybody? That's the thing. It's like, people look at me on social media or like some of my good friends even are like, you're out all the time. It's like, yeah, that's true. Like a lot of this job is like, you have to be out. You have to be going to show face. You have to be like supporting these artists, but like, I'm not partying. I'm not drinking. It's like solely like building those relationships, building those connections, introducing yourself in person. Like it goes such a long way. And like, that's a big part of my job. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, you're, you're nonstop. You're out all the time. It's like, there's a difference between like being out just to be out and like drinking and partying. I've really like grown up and put that past me, but like, it's like, I will not miss a Monday night or a Tuesday night. If an artist is playing and his whole team is there and it's a chance for me to introduce myself to the whole team. Like that's, that's a part of it. And mm-hmm. like, if you're not comfortable with like, going into situations sometimes alone, if you're not comfortable, like 
going up and introducing yourself and making an effort in those conversations, then this is so not the job for you. Like Mm -hmm. your job comes with being okay. Like I said, to get, go into setting alone with some of like the most influential people in the movie space or music space, being confident enough to walk up to George Clooney (laughs) and being like, Hey, I want to interview you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's literally just like, you know, and you, you grow up really freaking fast in this industry. Mm Whether that's a good thing or not, but you do, you have to. That leads me into my next question. How did you set yourself apart from other interviewers in LA? I think also like the biggest thing, kind of what we were talking about, like I have a reputation here in LA of like, I am the host that is anywhere and everywhere. Like even people from like People Magazine, their hosts or ET, like, you know, I make it an effort to introduce myself to everyone I'm around on a carpet like I I just like I was raised like no competition no jealousy like everyone is in their own lane like what is meant for me is meant for me I don't need to knock anyone down or I don't need to be rude to someone from a different outlet you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like we're all in the same space and yeah we're all gonna be somewhere together so like I make it such a priority to kind of like introduce myself how are you guys what's what's your name this and that so you know sometimes I get the oh girl we know who you are you're everywhere and anywhere so like I think you know maybe that's why I'm single like I've prioritized my work like I am just so like I know where I want to be in my career and what I want to do and that means I sometimes have to go out and I have to be everywhere and I have to show face because that's what's helped me. And I think like, honestly, like that's been the biggest thing that differentiates me with other hosts because like, I don't really have off days. And also like a big part of it also is like how I present myself. Like I take, maybe it's because of like the fashion industry that I grew up in. Like you got to also like show up and like show out too, you know, that's a big part of it. And I think like the fashion taste and sense have also like made me stand out, you know, and I've ended up on like the best dress for the Grammys. Yes. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> That's like definitely a good know, thing. Yeah. Cosmopolitan Yahoo. They put me on their best dress list for like most risque and, <laughs> um, most naked outfits when I had literally something. <laughs> well, that's going to get clicks. I'm, that's going to get clicks. That's good for you. I'm reading all these things and like back in Canada, people are calling my parents like, oh, we just saw Sienna on this. And like, I was like, mom, tell them to send you the link. And they're like, they won't send it to me for some example. So there I am like Googling my name and then I see the headline and I'm like, okay, maybe my dad's business partner didn't want to send this. But like, (laughs) you know, I think also it's like presenting yourself in a way, what, whatever that is like, it's so important in this industry. And also, like I said, like I, I make it an effort to go out there and show face. And I think that's kind of like what separated me. How have your parents supported you throughout this? Yeah. I mean, a big part of this industry is investing in yourself before you get a return out of it, you know? So I, like I said, I'm so lucky like my parents have never once said well maybe you shouldn't do this or maybe you should like 
but also I've done it all alone. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, has your dad helped you because of the fashion space? And everyone's like, well, it's probably that. And it's like, no, like I, my parents have no idea what I'm doing. Like yeah. I call them and I tell them about something. They're like, oh my God, that's, that's amazing. They'll always support me. But mm-hmm. I don't even think they, they would know how to even start if they wanted to help me, you know? So I think like, my mom is my best friend. Like we don't have a mom daughter relationship. It's more like, Oh, this is like my best friend. There's Mm -hmm. pros and cons to that, but they have never once doubted me. They've never once made me feel like I should doubt myself. Like if anything, it's me doubting myself. My dad's like, what, why would that even come out of your mouth? So I'm so lucky. I'm just so lucky. Yeah. That's really refreshing to hear because I feel like a lot of, um, young influencers and celebrities like their parents are either stage moms and you know get them to where they are or they don't like invest in them at all and have no faith in you know what they're doing and they're on their own so yeah your parents totally awesome from what I've heard Sienna if you could interview anyone dead or alive who would it be okay Reese Witherspoon is on my list I definitely want to interview Reese um who else Reese Witherspoon Michael Douglas, I love, I would love to. And then honestly, dead or alive, Michael Jackson would have been iconic. Houston would have been iconic, something like that. So yeah, I I almost had a chance with Reese this this past year and I was out of town and she ended up doing press for this movie I was supposed to do and I was like, Oh my god, but she's on my list for like very high up on my mm-hmm. alive. Or Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I, yeah. Well, I have no doubt that you'll end up interviewing those people. So, well, at least the ones that are alive, not Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Is this something that's happening? Ah, I am definitely working on like new projects and we'll see we'll see it's just like it's like it's crazy because I'm either super quiet one week where I have time and like I'm like okay this is when all this stuff I've been talking about working on I'm gonna do and then the next week hits and like I cannot even like come up for air so Mm -hmm. it's just on finding the right time but a lot of exciting things are in the the works I'm right excited. now. Well, I'll be the yeah. first to listen if this does end up happening. <laughs> I'm going to need tips from you because you're so good at this. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you are on the fact that you're in high school and like doing this and who you've had on the podcast. Like this is like you should be super excited for your future. I'm excited to thank see you. your future. Yeah, maybe we'll Seriously. be maybe we'll be interviewing together on the red carpet one day. I'll be like, hey. I would love that. I would love that. Would that. Be so exciting. I would be like, two years ago, I was on her podcast. But yeah. yes. Um, let's see. What is your favorite part about an interview and your least favorite part about an interview? Or just interviewing in general, I guess. I think my favorite part is like, I would say I'm really good at, you know, breaking those barriers down. So with a lot of my interviews, like I learn a lot from people and like I learn things or I could like get things out of them that I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know Shania Twain almost had to stop singing because she had ammonia and 
throat surgery and this and that. Like, you know, so I feel like people feel really comfortable with me and that allows me to kind of like, instead of, well, tell me about this song and the lyrics, like I could kind of get more of like a personal level. Um, The most challenging part, I would say sometimes you don't know what you're in for with these award shows. Everyone's like, oh my God, like you have the Golden Globes, but like that was one of the toughest carpets. I I got like two interviews that carpet, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you never know, even though it's so, I'm so blessed and grateful sometimes to be at these big award shows. Like, I will definitely say, I can almost assure you some of my biggest interviews will not be coming from huge award shows. Most of the time, these people don't talk, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like all the prep I do like a week in advance and all the time in the, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like sometimes I definitely do still get down on myself. Like I'm like, that was hard. That sucked. Like I didn't get good interviews, but it's like, all right. It's okay. At least you were there. Like you got to kind of see sometimes the pros because sometimes in this industry, the cons kind of slap you in the face where it's like, if I was in a negative headspace or really down or aggravated, it's easy to look at those cons and be like, well, that wasn't worth it. Or this is silly, but I try and stay in a good headspace. And again, I think my parents definitely helped me out with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely really hard Mm -hmm. and it's really like, sometimes you got to set your ego aside because sometimes your ego can definitely get bruised (laughs) Can take a hit. It's more from, it's more from publicists than the talent themselves. Some of these publicists, I'm like, Oh my God, you are so difficult, Mm -hmm. but okay. It all works out (laughs) in the end. Um, how do you mentally and physically prepare for like a big interview guest? Yeah, I think physically, I think I have a lot of anxiety, just like always have. So working out, I work out sometimes like I have to work out every day. That's how I am, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that helps me. And also like, you know, it is a very like vain industry as well. It it keeps my headspace well. And also like you have to like – your your talent too on camera right so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like how you look or like you know I just always have to be on top of it in in every regard of like physical and mental health and then you know I just try I never like to go like I am always over prepared like there was a video of me on tv from the golden globes and people are sending it to me and here I am. It's like, it looked like I had court documents in my hands. Like I just came with pages yeah. and pages and pages of notes. Cause you never know who you're going to be interviewing and like about what. So I always have like fun questions, questions for everyone. And then like specific targeted questions on like the project that's being nominated for someone or even like, you know, they just had a baby or they just got engaged or this and that. Like you always have to, there's so much work that goes mm-hmm. into it. So I just make sure I'm, I'm, I come prepared. I usually take like a week for like a big award show, but if I have like a big movie junket or red carpet, it, it's case by case, but sometimes I get a lot more nervous over zoom interviews than I do in person because it's hard to kind of pick up on someone's energy over a computer you know I'm like ooh, like I'm kind of like pulling (laughs) teeth you know where it's like all right I know what this person's giving me 
by the interaction on a carpet. Yeah, for sure. Have you received backlash from interviews that you've done before? Or is it mainly the celebrity that's getting backlash? I haven't. Hmm. Maybe on TikTok, someone the other day I saw and listen, like, I'm not perfect. I'll yeah. get like, I'm so open to it. Someone the other day commented on my interview with uh, Teddy and Tamara from The Real Housewives. It went viral for something. And I had my mic in my hand. So I'm usually like the only one on the carpet with my camera guy. So I'll do like interviews for our camera and still, but then I'll like take my phone and like do a social question. So I had my mic in my hand, but I was like talking into the camera. So someone was like, why does she even have a mic if she's not going to use it? So like that was like, yeah, yeah. I just kind of rolled my eyes. It's like something like that. Like yeah. I've never gotten like bad criticism. Like that was a dumb question or she didn't do. No, that hasn't hit yet. I think that was like the one where I was like, whatever, like, yeah. you don't know the backstory, but I'll take it type of thing. Do you read comments? Yeah. yeah. Has that affected your mental health at all? No, because I also like grew up in the pageant world when I was mm -hmm. little. So like I did pageants and, um, you know, I've been bullied before. So I feel like like I've dealt with a lot at such yeah. a young age that like it really takes a lot to affect me. Like sometimes I'll get like comments about my weight or like, you know, more of like my appearance. Oh, 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 this was kind of tough in in my earlier um days I would do like in the pandemic I would do a lot of um Instagram lives mm -hmm. and sometimes like some people would screenshot like me like laughing big or something and then they would make like Instagram profiles with my picture and then like say like I'm a Madison Beer and Trisha Paytas look-alike and like it would really affect me and it'd yeah. be like the ugliest photo of like me laughing or like people saying my nose is crooked and you know, at that point in my career, I like I was I'm so young in yeah. this industry too. Like I was like 21, 22. I would like message these little kids and be like, <laughs> "Hey, like this hurt this hurts my feelings." Yeah. My mom's like, "What are you doing? Like wh why are you even giving it like the attention?" So I think now like I really don't care. Like mm -hmm. someone's Good always going to comment about my voice. Someone's going to comment about you know, my little tummy or like my nose, who cares? Like that's, yeah. that's kind of like what comes with it. So I've just like, I'm really, I'm like, if this is not someone that I love in my life saying this, I don't really yeah. give two craps. Like I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah. It comes with it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, if three people could affect me like this, imagine a Kim Kardashian or a Kylie, oh, like what they sure. go or a Hailey yeah. Bieber. I'm just like, Bless you guys, because it sucks. Yeah, Haley Bieber for sure. My gosh, that poor girl takes so much hate. That poor girl. It's so sad. It's yeah, so the sad. internet can be a brutal place for sure. So that's something that I'm going to have to, you know, definitely learn throughout is how to it's just like skin. ignore it. Yeah, thick skin, exactly. But, yeah. But then you have to think, okay, who's 
who's screenshotting my photos? Where are you? Yeah. What do you look like? It's like, <laughs> yeah. What are what you, mean? what are you doing with your life? Like, come on. Exactly. I'm like, all right, well, while I go get ready for the Grammys, like we'll talk to yeah. you later. Like, you know, I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I'll send you an even uglier photo if you want. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Okay, so some advice. What is your best interview hack that you take with you to every interview in case if it like gets awkward or, you know, just save to save an interview, I guess? Hmm. I think I'm really good at just word vomit. Mm -hmm. And like, that's literally it. Some of my friends have watched me on a carpet and they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, again, it's like so case by case, to be honest, where it's like, in the moment, you just kind of have to be ready to roll with whatever punches. And with me, it's like, sometimes I'll just word vomit and save it. Or again, like I said, like, I always come with different sets of questions. So it's like, okay, if it's getting awkward, I'm like, let's play rapid fire. Or yeah. if it's getting, let's do this. Or, you know, so it's like, I I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't so far been like, oh my God, that was so weird. Like, you know, so it's like, I'm pretty good at like maneuvering a situation, whether if it, that's like I'm awkward and I'm just talking or like yeah. you're awkward, but I'm not. Let me try and pull something out of you. So I haven't really, but always come over prepared mm -hmm. for sure. That's like my best advice for like anything in that regard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's funny. You said rapid fire. It's definitely not getting awkward, but I do have a game for you. <laughs> rapid fire questions. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so don't feel pressured to say anyone's name. You can just describe the situation. Um, but these are about your interviews. So what would you say is the best, like most successful on both ends interview that you've ever had? Ooh, like personal success, I'd say like Steve Carell or Jason Momoa, something like that. Mm -hmm. We had really good interactions and those were like kind of my first like viral interviews where like I'd post them and, you know, I saw everything. Right now, it was so silly. It's so funny to see like what hits on the internet because yeah. I wouldn't call it like a success, but like from the streamies, I gave it a bracelet to this girl named Hallie Bailey. And oh, yeah. she's like a large influencer. Yeah. Our reel has 5 million views on it. Like my Instagram, oh, when my I gosh. open it up, it's like all the, it's at like 400 comments, 5 million views. But I wouldn't look at that like and be like, <sighs> wow, that was great. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. that on the internet right now is going viral. But like for me, it would probably be like, my interaction with Jason Momoa or even like my interview with George and Julia, like mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be on my reels and like people will repost that interview and I'll be like, Oh, that's, that's my voice or something like that. So it's, it's interesting what does well on the internet to like what. So in like yeah. Milo Mayhan, when I interviewed him, our interview went viral. The girl from gossip girl, Taylor Momsen, that oh, went yeah. viral. So different yeah different ways. what is the feeling like stuff. what is the feeling like for you after you you know have these interviews with such big celebrities like are you just like wow like I can't believe I did that like you black out in the it moment gets, kind of yeah it gets addicting too because I love the feeling like I'm like oh my god yeah. like it's like an adrenaline was, rush yeah 
it's adrenaline for sure. Like people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, in the moment when Ryan Reynolds is walking up to me and I'm like, holy crap, as a Canadian girl from Vancouver and he's from Vancouver, it's like legend, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to have two minutes with this person and I don't know when I'll have this two minutes again. I better make the most of it. So it's like when you're standing there and he's like three outlets away, like that's when the nerves really hit me. I'm like, like, I feel sick. Like that's when like my phone's on do not disturb hitting up my parents. Like, Oh my goodness. Like, and they're like, breathe, you got this. And it's like, really like, am I going to fangirl for the two minutes or am I going to show Ryan? Like I could do this. Like, look at my personality. Let's do this. Like Mm -hmm. you black out, you definitely black out, but like, and you you get such a thrill from it that I'm so addicted to that feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I really am. So (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is the rudest interview that you've had now? Okay. Before I say, before you say anything, I saw a video on your TikTok of, I don't know who it was. And I think it might've been the publicist's fault that you didn't interview them. Yeah. It was recently, they like walked away from you, but that was because the publicist like pushed them away. Who was that? Yeah. The VMAs was tough. The VMAs was really, really, really tough. I will say like, yeah. I definitely cried after that award show, if I'm being candid. And that was just, again, like, I am so hard on myself, whether, and like you said, Sophia, you kind of get that, like, um, pros and cons to that. But I definitely cried. I was just like, so frustrated because it was like the publicist, like the sweetie, it was with sweetie, what you're talking about. And she was so close. I had, and that would have been like during that press line, I would have been the only one that to get her. Mm-hmm. And the publicist was so rude and came in between us and was like, we'll be right back. And when the, like, they are not coming back. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. And I think I got so frustrated just that that was that interaction. And then, you know, the VMAs were all about um, highlighting Diddy this year. So his son, King Combs like was walking down the press line and I was like, perfect. I'm going to get him. We made eye contact. I was like, come. He looked right at me and was about to come and his publicist pulled him the other way. So it was just like after those two and then a few other things that happened, I was so upset. I was like, dang it. Like, did I just, am I just going to end like a beautiful New York fashion week? Like week Mm -hmm. like this, like, come on, like this, I got super frustrated by the, you deal with really, really rude publicists. I yeah. will say like, it, it's really hard. Sometimes I look in them. I'm like, God, like, are you that unhappy? I'm like, what's up with you? Like, it yeah. can't be that. So mostly I have weird publicists I have to deal with and maneuver mm-hmm. and like try and break down their barriers. And sometimes you don't, sometimes I'm just like, God, I hope to never deal with this person again type of thing. But I had a weird interview junket with these two girls that I have interviewed a lot in the past. And they're younger. Like, I get it. Like, a lot of these people are media trained and Mm -hmm. lovely. Like, everyone always asks me, like, do you have bad interviews? And I can genuinely say, like, no one's been rude or mean to me. Just this experience a few months, maybe last year. Um, I got into, it was over zoom. So it's already like a, like I was saying a bit like tough and it was over zoom. And these two girls were kind of like laughing to each other and like looking off camera and like 
for you like you know I'm like oh my god is it me like did I do something weird like you know to the point where I'm friends with their management and I hit them after and I was like that was super weird like what was that about and like they played totally dumb like I don't know what you're talking about but there was definitely something going on so again you can't take anything personally and I think honestly that that's something I'm learning. Like Mm -hmm. I I take things super personally. Sometimes I'm like, what about what this person looked at me weird or this person didn't come to me because it's me. It's my fault or they don't take me seriously. But it's like, you have to learn. And listen, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. Hence why I was crying after the VMAs. (laughs) Like it's not personal in this, in this industry, like whatsoever. So you kind of have to take again, your ego out of question Mm -hmm. or in the, equation yeah oh my goodness you sound so much like me like I can relate to you so hard on that like just those small interactions I just take it and run with it and it does not do your mental good but yeah right I'm the type of person where I will be talking about that interaction for like 48 hours and my friends are like Sienna (laughs) just because this person didn't look at you doesn't mean they hate you and I'm like okay like you know I think that's the biggest thing I struggle in this entertainment industry with, with those like little, like me in my head more than comments I get of, Oh my God, like my looks or my, my skills, like that stuff really, I can genuinely say like, (laughs) but like something like an interaction so small or like, why didn't this person come to me? Like, I can be thinking about that literally for 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. It's so bad. Who is the most like awkward person that you've interviewed? Or I guess the most awkward interview that you've had and like not saying that they're awkward, but like it just didn't, you guys just didn't mesh. I think sometimes like guys will kind of like say stuff to me on the carpet or like, you know, like flirt with me on camera. And sometimes I'm like, like like, this is awkward. (laughs) Like, I sometimes get awkward in that sense. Yeah. Um, so it's more like that. But no, it's funny. Actually, the it's on my TikTok. But I interviewed Sydney Sweeney for her movie, The Voyeurs. And it was Sydney Sweeney and the director. Mm-hmm. And it was over Zoom. And I think I had like five minutes with them. And the Zoom was going perfectly. We had the best time. But on these Zoom junkets, it's like, eight to 11 people in the back end listening to your zoom with their cameras off their mics off. But I think someone that was listening to our zoom forgot to turn their mic off and they were yelling at their dad. So it like went quiet in our interview. And then all of a sudden you hear like, dad, close the door. And like, and the, the director look at me and they're like, what? And you see my face and I'm like, what? And I was like, all right, we're just going to roll That's with funny. it. But I just remember and like, it was like pretty early on in my career of like becoming more like legit in mm-hmm. the interview space where I, again, that was an interaction I thought of yeah. for I think like three days after I was like, watch them be me. And like, yeah. I had to like reach out to the network and be like, what happened there? So that was pretty awkward. Yeah, but that sounds awkward. It's like one of like, I think it's like the fourth video on my TikTok, but like, it was saved so well. Everyone was like, okay, let's just pick yeah. up from where we were. But like, it was for sure really awkward. Oh, man. And like, really, I was like, of course with Sydney Sweeney too, yeah. you know? 
Who is a person that you interviewed and you're now friends with? Uh, Tana. Okay. Tana Mojo. Uh, I'd say I'm friends with her now. Who else? The Emily in Paris cast. I'm friendly with Christy Carlson Romano. We're friendly and like being like an even Stevens Kim Possible fan. Mm-hmm. Like Peyton List is a good friend of mine. Um, I'd say there's a lot, but like those ones I like hang out with. Uh, Adriana Patridge from the Hills. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Like when you interview these people and then like they follow you and you're like, Oh my yeah. God, like they want to like Anna Todd, for example, who created the after series, like we're very lovely to each other. Like she added me to her close friends the other day and I'm like, like, did you mean to put me on your close yeah. friends? I'm like, like what's I love going that. on? Like, stuff like that. But uh, Tate McRae, we're very friendly with each other. So it's more like, yeah, you become like, you know, you see these people all the time. Like, you know, so especially living in LA. So there's a lot of people I'm friendly with, but like those, like I see a lot. My last question, um, who is someone you could interview over and over and wouldn't get bored with? Oh, that's a great question. Every time I talk to Hero Tiffin, um, I've talked to him literally like five times to the point like we're literally like, wow, like <laughs> you again type of thing. Like yeah. every time I come into a job, he's like, you again. And I have such great conversations with him and like we always get some sort of viral moment out of it. So I really enjoy talking to him. Uh, Kristen Bell was mm-hmm. so sweet and so nice. I think I would like, and she's just so funny. Like she literally is like who she portrays on screen and her characters and her and Dak Shepard. I have so much respect for. They're so cool. Yeah. Shania Twain and I literally had like, it was a Zoom interview. It was like we were supposed to have like a 15-minute conversation and it ended up going like 45 minutes. And again, as a Canadian girl, like I just remember like she shaped so much for me and that was so cool. I'd take any moment with her. Tate McRae, I love speaking with. I've spoken to her so many times and I'm such a fan of her taking out. <laughs> like I, I'm going to her concert um next week and I'm just like it's so cool because you I like these people before I talk to them but I usually have such great experiences and such great conversations with these people that it it makes me like fan girl over them even more so I'm like so excited to see her um gosh Steve Carell was so lovely Mm -hmm. I would talk to him again Ryan Reynolds I talked to again uh that's a hard one yeah those are good answers though yeah that's <laughs> all a hard good one. people well sienna those are all of the questions that i have for you today thank you so much for coming on the podcast i had a lot of fun sophia thank you so much for reaching out and listen i know how tough this industry is given i'm still working yeah. my way and like you could feel really lonely too so if there's anything i can do as in like advice or 
helping you connect you to some people like seriously don't i'll follow you right after this like oh my gosh, i'll give you my you. number too let me know if i could help you in any regard but if thank you're you. doing this at how old are you 17 <laughs> 17 yeah <laughs> It's like sickening to me. I feel like those E news or ET people talking to me, but oh my you are so on the right path. So thank you. If I can help you in any way, do not be afraid to reach out. And you are so lovely. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. I'm like so honored to be on thank here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you. Of course. So nice to meet you.